Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoint's Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on August 25th, 2021. Uh, somehow stumbling through this clinic by the Biden administration on how not to govern a country. <laughs> uh, but before we get into any of the topics today, I want to let you know this is going to be a, a sort of a special show focused uh, uh, more on an interview with uh uh, gun Owners of America, so it's a little more focused on the Second Amendment, this show. Uh, so let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer from the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. <laughs> and in our lower left-hand corner, uh, we have our special guest today, Sam Paredes. He is the uh, executive director of Gun Owners of America. Um, and so he's going to tell us a little bit about that today. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll jump right into it. So, uh, uh, Sam, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about the mission of your organization and, and um, you know, what you guys are about? Yeah, Jason, first of all, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure to be with you. I routinely respond to uh, knucklehead when I when when I hear the sound so uh, I feel like I'm in with kindred spirits um, I'm actually executive director of gun owners of California and I'm a member of the board of directors and secretary treasurer of uh, gun owners of America uh, gun owners is the oldest pro-gun political action committee in the country and people say well NRA has been around since the 1800s and, and, and other groups have too but when Congress in California invented political action committees after the Nixon Watergate thing and uh, came up with campaign financing and uh, reporting and all of that stuff. Our founder and chairman, Senator H.L. Richardson, uh, created Gun Owners of, uh, of California and Gun Owners of America in order to uh, be ready to respond politically uh, in defense of the Second Amendment. So we have a very long history. We do only three things. Um, we lobby in the legislature and in the Capitol. We uh, work in elections nationwide from president, U.S. senator, congressman, uh, and, and state legislative offices. And we work in the courts. We uh, file lawsuits through Gun Owners Foundation, our legal foundation, or we join with other organizations in order to submit uh, amicus curiae, friend of the court briefs, on lawsuits all over the country uh, and especially in court. So we have a small staff. We are all gun owners, all shooters. Most of us are hunters. Uh, and But most importantly, we are all uh, soldiers in defense of the Constitution, freedom and liberty here in America. And we believe that the foundation for that is the Second Amendment, and that's why we've chosen to dedicate our lives to fighting to protect it. That's the long way around the barn for, for us. Okay. And, and just curious, how does your organization really differ from the NRA? Because usually, for those of us who aren't, you know, uh, mm -hmm. super into, I guess, guns, you know, we hear all, every time the news comes out, it's always the NRA that we hear about, it yeah. seems like. So, yeah. And, and that's a very good and fair question. Um, the NRA does a lot of things that they're very good at uh, that we we don't uh, involve ourselves in 
They do uh, training of law enforcement and, and private individuals and military folks. They, they offer insurance programs. They offer um, uh, 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 their annual shows where they introduce new products to NRA members nationwide. They do all kinds of stuff. We focus strictly on those things that are directly related to defending and protecting and, and in California's case restoring the Second Amendment. So, you know, doing the elections, doing the 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 uh, legislative lobbying and uh, the courts is where we focus all of our attention. We are all um, uh, political activists, uh, political professionals, uh, and, and uh, we've been doing this for a long time. I've been associated with gun owners since 1980 so right after kindergarten i went to work for gun owners and i've been doing it ever since and uh it's it is a significantly different we have a, a motto we are a no compromise defender of the second amendment um there is nothing that we will compromise on and sometimes that that differentiates us with with other organizations um, but we we believe in the purity of, of the Second Amendment, the words that our founding fathers wrote at the founding and what they intended uh, by the text, history, and tradition of the meaning of those words. And and that's what we do when we when we fight. We are absolutists. We are, are um, like I said, no compromise. Sam, Sam, do you guys support litigation? I mean, there are some important cases before the court right now going through the the court and there's one case before the Supreme Court right now. Do you guys support litigation in in, in, the, in any in any way? Leon, absolutely, we do. We we have uh, written multiple amicus briefs uh, to the United States Supreme Court in the case of of uh, um, uh, the, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case uh, that that has been that they have accepted that they're going to be hearing here in a few weeks. Yes, and we have a decision. Uh, probably in, in the late spring of next year. Uh, Gun Owners Foundation, Gun Owners of America wrote a brief, and then Gun Owners of California. Uh, uh, we kind of, They call us the, the amicus brief wranglers. We got together with a lot of other state associations and raised money in order to make sure that the voice of law enforcement, most of the people who are on board with our amicus brief are members of law enforcement who uh, support the Second Amendment, including the New York State Sheriff's Association, the New York uh, uh, Police Officers Association, uh, a whole lot of law enforcement groups. You know, I love police officers, I love cops, deputies, and, and they're very good at raising money for retirement dinners, but they're not really good at raising money for for uh, a lawsuits. So uh, right. we, we take that role on in making sure that their voice is, is represented. So yes, we are in total support. New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case has to do with concealed carry and the fact that New York City, although they have a concealed carry law, they don't issue concealed carry permits. Right. Uh, yes. Open carry is, is illegal in New York, so um, it's a very, very important case. And, and Leon, not so much just because of the issue of concealed carry, but what the court, what we are specifically asking the court to do, ever since Heller versus Washington, D.C., and uh, um, uh, McDonald versus Chicago, okay, many right. of the lower courts have been giving the, the court a, a, a single-digit response in, in the cases that they have ruled, and they've yes. been ignoring the direction that they should not use balancing tests. So we are asking the court 
to rule definitively that appellate courts and district courts can only use the text, history, and tradition of the meaning of the words in the Second Amendment on Second Amendment cases. No longer will they be, you, be able to use rational basis, intermediate scrutiny, or even strict scrutiny. It has right. to be, what did the Second Amendment mean then? So again, so, long way around the barn to answer your question. No, no, that's, that's, that's a very, it's a very good answer. I, I really like it, you know, because it's always been one of my concerns is, is why uh, society at large see the First Amendment and the Second Amendment as different. They are both part of the Bill of Rights, but yet everybody think we could we could just trash the Second Amendment, but we must make sure that our free speech rights are preserved. Well, even the the, um, the First Amendment is under um, is under attack these days, so it makes it, it makes you wonder why why we are moving in this direction. And I hope I hope the, the, I mean, some of these cases that are before the court will bring back some some sanity back to the true meaning of the um, of the Constitution. Amen to that, brother. Well, that's what, we're, what we are fighting for, uh, is sanity and clarity and a strict adherence to the written word in the Constitution. No longer uh, will we support, you know, uh, want to live under judicially created theories on what the, the Constitution means. The Constitution yes. is clear. It's clear. And we need to follow yes. the, the letters of the word of the Constitution, and that's what we are supporting. And Sam, I, I, I have a question for Sam. Uh, it's regarding uh, the idea of these litigations that are, are going on. Um, it's, it's been a number of years here recently where I've uh, seen that it's so frustrating with the uh, uh, legislation part of it that is coming out, especially California, but even the United States. Mm -hmm. So what, what happens a lot of times is, uh, you know, these states seem to throw stuff up against the wall to see what sticks uh, uh, constitutionally. So yes. they, they make these laws uh, hoping that they are not going to be challenged constitutionally. Right. So with that in mind, your, <coughs> excuse me, your uh, organization, would you give a, a rough estimate of where do you see the most amount of success second amendment success would it be in the political legislative legislative process or would it be more in <coughs> again excuse me a judicial mm -hmm. uh after the fact okay so you know because it's one thing to prevent a bad law and it's a another thing to reverse with a court decision, a bad law. I mean, they're 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 both good outcomes. But would you say you have more frequently good outcomes in the prevention of bad laws or in the reversal of bad law zone? Yeah, you're asking me which of my kids do I like most? Do I love most? I I, I love them all. Oh and, no no I no 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 I I, no, I don't it's a misunderstand. Great question. It's a great question. And it, yeah, and it I just. Uh, How many more kids do you have? The, do you have more kids in the uh, uh, judicial process or yes. more kids in the prevention? You love them all the same. Yeah. I understand. So let, me, let me tell you why we have a significant focus with experts uh, in, in each of the areas. Number one, in the legislative process, uh, we have lobbyists to go and, and, and talk to members of Congress, 
members of legislatures throughout the country. And let me tell you, in over 30 states where we have shall issue on concealed weapons permits or, or constitutional carry where no permit, no permission is needed from the government for somebody, a law-abiding citizen, to carry a concealed weapon in those states. Um, so we've, we've, we've had great success in many states in passing really good laws, California, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, uh, not so much, but we haven't been up there either. So we are going to continue those efforts and we are gaining more and more states that are flipping to that side. So that is a, a successful path that we are following. In the Congress, um, it is so important to continue to bring these issues up and I'll, you know, have them sponsor all of these crazy bills because when the public sees what it is that they're doing, all of a sudden they go from passive gun owners to rabid uh, Second Amendment supporters because they say, what do you mean the Congress wants to get rid of my guns or force me to turn these things in? What do you mean they want to you know, take away uh, public resources for law enforcement agencies and, and take my guns away so that I can't protect myself? So that's an important thing. And when we get them on voting records, then we use that in their campaigns. I think that uh, a lot and probably slightly more uh, emphasis is being placed into the into the legal arena because that is where we are going to win some of the major victories that's going to drive what we do in the legislative and the elective process. If the court rules positively in the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association case and rules on scrutiny, we are going to have the upper hand to be able to sue to overturn many, many, if not all of the gun control laws that are on the books in states throughout the country and uh, in within the federal government so that is an important thing and our our supporters in the supreme court you know people argue well last year two years ago they had an opportunity and they passed on a dozen cases that they could have taken well we believe that they were doing so because they wanted to guarantee that they had an absolute majority of pro second amendment supporters on the court and they weren't quite so sure about uh, uh, Justice Roberts, where he might land, because he doesn't like to create controversy. So they were waiting, and uh, thankfully, uh, President Trump appointed two, three staunch supporters of the Second Amendment, and now we have a very strong pro-Second Amendment uh, majority on the United States Supreme Court, and, and we want to fight back, as Justice Thomas said, the Second Amendment has been as, treated as a second-class right for way too long. And then to address it in the United States Supreme Court and come with a definitive ruling that establishes the Second Amendment as one of the premier rights that guarantees our ability to 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 fight for freedom and liberty in America. And and I think what's happening in Afghanistan right now is waking up a lot of people. What do you mean the Taliban is going door to door and taking guns away? Because they're telling people, oh, we are here now. You don't need to protect yourself anymore. You don't need these yeah. guns. Yeah. And people are thinking wow, uh, you know, can that ever happen here? Uh, yeah, it's happened here in California. Uh, it's happened in New York. So, yes, it can happen here. And, and that's why we're, we're so engaged in this thing. And, Tim, the courts are extremely important, probably by a, a, a significant margin, an important area where we're concentrating all of our time in the fight. You know, right. You know, uh, you, you, you talk about things not happening here. I mean, we had a presidential candidate, Beto, Beto O'Rourke from Texas, who was around the country telling, like he said in a debate that, yes, he's going to take our guns, you know? You know, mm -hmm. which, I mean, it's true he didn't win, which is good, but 
you know, like like these people don't keep forgetting that we have something called a constitution mm -hmm. and that, that we all need to live by. But these these gun control uh, Nazis, I would have to say, seem to think that they could decide which one of the first which one of the amendments we can live by and which we we have to just trash uh, out of hand. Yeah. Leon, you're absolutely correct. Uh, um, if you listen to the words that come out of the Speaker of the House and the President of the United States, uh, and, and uh, um, you know uh, Senator Schum uh, Schumer, you would think that the, the government is poised to come and take our guns away and ban guns, ban possession, ban magazines, ban ammunition, you know, right. curtail hunting, uh, target shooting, use, defense in the home. They're, they're, the words that are coming out of the mouth are doing exactly what you're saying. They are, they're, they're treating the Second Amendment as a, as a non-existent right that we have. That our founding fathers said, "Hey, this right pre-existed the creation of this country." Yeah, right. The, the the Declaration of uh, of Independence said that that we are bestowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, uh, uh, and and this is what they were referring to when they wrote the Second Amendment. That this you know, the, the right to defend yourself, your home, your business, your travels, your family, and your country supersede were there way before uh, the Constitution was written. So I yeah. it, thank Indeed. you for putting it so eloquently. Yeah. Sam, there's uh, something I wanted to ask you about. You mentioned uh, the example what's happening in Afghanistan right mm -hmm. now. And then, of course, you know, the example, some of the stuff you hear from New York politicians as well. Um, you know, what kind of sources do you find uh, or, or examples, materials that might help to convince people of the importance of the Second Amendment? Because um, like you'd mentioned for yourself, you were sort of right out of kindergarten, right? <laughs> so you were, right. You're kind of, but, you know, is this tend to be people uh, in your organization who are, I guess, sort of born with a sort of gun owning families? Or do you get a lot of converts and stuff? And how, how do they get there? Jason, right now, we are gun owners of America is uh, their growth is exploding exponentially. Um, and we're finding that many of the new members and, and supporters and activists are actually first time gun owners who have finally realized it took Afghanistan, it took COVID, it took um, the riots in the cities and the streets to wake people up and make them realize, oh gosh, what am I going to do if this riot comes to my front door? How am I going to protect myself? All I have is a kitchen knife and a, and, and a, and a bar stool. Uh, uh, and they realize on their own that a firearm is probably the best tool to protect themselves in their homes and their businesses and their travels. And they're buying guns in record numbers. So much so everybody talks about the, the shortage in ammunition that exists nationwide. Well, when you take into account the millions of new gun owners that we have, in, in, in nationwide and, and here in California. And if the average gun owner buys only two boxes of ammunition, you're talking multiple millions of boxes of ammunition that are being purchased by new people that weren't purchasing uh, last year or the year before. And that puts a strain on, on the economics of, 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 uh, of, you know, the delivery of the ammunition to the, to the, the marketplace. So um, thankfully ammunition manufacturers are starting to catch up but the, the, the point is that the fastest growing uh, percentage of people that are becoming activists on the Second Amendment are new gun owners. More than half of them are African-American and Hispanic. And 
more than half of those are women. Mm. So there is a, a, a an awakening that is occurring. And all they have to do is watch what happens on the mainstream media. Although I don't recommend that for anybody's mental health to mainstream <laughs> media news. But yes. they, when they are exposed to it and they see these things happen, they are coming to their own logical conclusions that, hey, I need to buy a gun and I need to know how to use it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a big deal, man. Big deal. You know, you know, um, you, you raise a very interesting point about, you know, um, self-defense and, and the awakening, you know. But on the other side of that coin, you see the government standing in our way. I am sure you are familiar with the case of McCloskey's out of St. Louis, Missouri, who were mm -hmm. defending their property during the riots. The people broke down the rioters, broke down a gate, a private gate, got on a private property. The people pull out their gun to defend themselves, and they were prosecuted for it. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I, to me, to me, that is quite frightening to be happening in this country. Okay, I mean, I don't know if some of these people think we are living in Afghanistan under the Taliban or something, but it's quite frightening to see that people are defending their private property and then turn around and they're prosecuted. This is unbelievable. It is, Leon, and, it, and uh, it, it's it's too bad that they live in a state and in a community that is so anti-Second Amendment, anti-constitutional rights, right. very heavily, not even leftist, you know, they are radically leftist-leaning leaders of the state, the, the attorney general, the, the, the district attorney, the city council, and yes. and they don't care about individuals' rights, and they don't care about the Constitution. Leon, as a matter of fact, when I was testifying before a committee here in the state of California, the chairman of the Public Safety Committee said to me, well, uh, when we were testifying uh, testifying about the constitutionality of a, of a bill, he said, well, you know, uh, we here in California, we don't pay attention to the Constitution. We just do what we think is right. And, and I, I, I was, I've been doing this for a very long time. I, I think that's the first time that I was completely speechless. But it yes. tipped the hat of the way these people think. They don't care about the Constitution. All they care about is moving their agenda forward. And the term gun control is more about control than it is guns and that is why they, they work so yeah like i like i say they they just want to throw stuff up against the wall to see what sticks yes yes <laughs> and you know, we ought to you know, instead of calling them nazi gun control zealots we should call them taliban gun control <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah as a matter of fact even more radical than that they are the okay al-qaeda leaders of gun control in, yes. in, in america you know they're they are the the fanatical um uh, you know dedicated people who are willing to give their lives to achieve their goal of, yes. of gun control and disarming america but you know what those people they know they accept the fact that they are travelers in this process and although they might not achieve the the results that they want achieved they are willing to sacrifice themselves in the process of the long-term gain. It's taken a long term for America to, to come to the point where we are now on the issue of, of the Second Amendment uh, because there have been some very dedicated anti-American, anti-Constitution, uh, anti-gun people that have dedicated their lives uh, uh, to, to, to destroying the Second Amendment. And, and we understand that.
Sam, Sam, as we're getting close to the end here, I wanted mm -hmm. to give you a chance real quick to say, for people who are just sort of discovering the Second Amendment right now, <laughs> how, how how can they best get involved in defending it, I, uh, either through joining your organization or other possibilities? Maybe you could give a few insights into that. Sure. For people in California, our, our website is scrolling down below the screen, www.gunownersca.com, all one word, gunownersca.com. Uh, if you're also interested in, uh, in national issues and issues throughout the rest of the country, go to www.gunowners.org, gunowners.org. That will give you resources and news and information on how you can get involved, where you can get involved, people to contact, resources you can use for your conversations with your friends, your family, your legislature, your elected officials. Um, and, and, and be a part of this fight. Uh, it, you know, the worst thing that can happen is that we have a lot of gun owners that sit on their couch and say, yeah, I'm fighting for the Second Amendment. I believe in everything, but they don't do anything. If you get up and get involved, even if you do nothing more than send 25 or $35 a year to an organization that is actually fighting for your rights, you've done more than the vast majority of Americans. And, and that is how you can get involved. But to any level that you want to participate, we are open to have you join us in this fight. Again, it's just the, the, the lobbying in the legislature, it's the elections, and it's the court cases. That's where we're going to get our, our, our the Second Amendment restored, and, and then we can fight to protect it. So uh, join us. It, the, the, the fight has been raging, and is raging now more than ever. How about uh, should they argue with their Facebook friends that happen to be Taliban gun control zealots. You know what? I, don't waste your time with people that are are, are Taliban, Al Qaeda, uh, uh, gun control zealots. Talk to the people that are just your friends and your family, your your coworkers. You know, friends that you even meet at the gun range who are not quite so informed. They might be informed on the guns and the calibers and the bullets that they're using, but they might not be informed on how to protect that ability to enjoy those things. Talk about this with people who you have a chance of converting, spreading the gospel of the Second Amendment and liberty and freedom in America. Don't waste your time with the people that are hardcore. They're not, they don't qualify as knuckleheads. They're total <laughs> enemies of freedom and liberty. So don't waste your time with them. We got a lot of friends. All right. <laughs> All right, that, that's good advice. I, Indeed, I've learned that myself. Indeed. Well, you, you know, I don't think we're going to make it to our Knucklehead Noise Patrol, but really quick, I just was curious. Uh, what are some of the, I, I guess, uh, uh, pressing pressing issues you see coming up? I guess you know, maybe challenges in the future uh, on this on this topic. Uh, real quickly, at the Capitol in, in in D.C., they're proposing a bill that would actually ban possession of a bunch of firearms. They've got bills that will ban the possession of, of uh, uh, magazines, standard capacity magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. Uh, it, it's like requiring people to, to put only two gallons of gasoline in their cars, even though they have a, a, a tank that can hold 30. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. So there are definitely issues there. We're fighting the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms as they are now um, changing the definitions of terms in order to achieve uh, their their gun control goals throughout states all across the country we've got some states that are fighting to 
to implement constitutional carry. Uh, if you live in one of those states, we can point you in the direction on who to participate with. Here in California, join us. We got everything. We are the mixing bowl of mush with regards to the Second Amendment, and we have a fight that's that's. Uh, we got the fires, and we got the fight on gun control, and they're both on the same level. So, <laughs> so we invite you to join us. Indeed, indeed. Well, we're just about at the end of our show, but thank you so much, Sam, for joining us on this episode of uh, Knuckleheads of Liberty. And if you're uh, at all interested in the Second Amendment issue, we definitely uh, would like you to go to uh, Sam's website and check them out there, Gun Owners of America. Uh, So that's the end of our show. Uh, See us the next one. Until then, stay free. Bye. Thank you.